A lot of churches in our world today don't hear that noise. Listen. Little ones. What a blessing. What a blessing. I want to um, ride the coattail of my son-in-law, and we'll pick up from the children's message. If you saw your handout uh, for today's sermon, fear versus faith, or faith versus fear, however you would like to look at it. Could I ask you this, you, you folks who like the computer, what would you do without Google? When was the last time you Googled something? Within the last 24 hours, raise your hand. Okay, okay. We have some people that that play on that computer and Google things. Well, uh, in preparation for this, what I did was, was yes, I Googled. I, I Googled um, some things, and I want to share with you my findings. And it deals with fear. Mr. Justin asked the little ones, what is it that you are afraid of or causes you fear? Well, these ten things that I'm fixing to share with you, and I'm going to start with number ten and lead up to number one, are the things in this order, when it talks about fear, these are the ones that are most Googled. Beginning with number ten, talking about fear. Fear of commitment. Number nine, spiders. Eight, rejection. Seven, failure. Six, death. Five, intimacy. Four, the dark. Three, heights. Number two, public speaking. The fear of public speaking. And number one, anybody dare to guess what the number one fear? Anybody? Flying. Flying. Any of you fit that description? Any of you fear fearful of flying? Okay. I find that interesting. And and I and I, I know that all of us there's some fears in our lives. But as Justin said in the children's sermon, God doesn't want that. God doesn't want us to be fearful. And there's different kinds of fear. We'll look at that. Let me share one verse. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7. And you've heard this verse time and time again, but let's dissect it a little bit and see what God wants us to learn this morning. It reads this way. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but... Of power and of love and of a sound mind. The word of the Lord. Lord, thank you for this verse. And I pray now that as we look at it together that you would teach us that we would learn from it. Lord, that we would realize that the devil wants us to be fearful. But God, you want us not to fear. So, Lord, show us what it is you want us to learn today. We pray in your name. Amen. Well, the Bible mentions um, some types of fear. I want to look at two of those with us this morning. You have it on your ha- uh, on your outline. The first type that we see and want to talk about uh, is is beneficial. A fear that is that is beneficial, and and we're to be 
encouraged by it. And there's another type that is a detriment to us that we need to be able to overcome. So let's look first at the fear of the Lord. The first type, fear of the Lord. Now, does that mean to be scared of God? Absolutely not. We're not to be afraid of God, but this is what it does mean, that we're to be in awe of God. Having the utmost respect for God's power, for His glory. It is acknowledging all that God is. Do we have the fear of the Lord? And then there's a type of fear, uh, is the spirit of fear. Now, this is not beneficial. This is a detriment, and we must overcome this particular fear, the spirit of fear. This spirit of fear keeps us from fulfilling what God has created us to be and do on this earth. You see, God created us to have a joyful life, to have a spirit-led life. Think about it when we are afraid, okay? Go with me there. When you are and I am afraid, and when that fear overcomes us, how is it that we overcome the spirit of fear? By trusting and loving God completely. Completely is the key. I love what the psalmist says in Psalm 56, 11. I encourage you, memorize this verse. It reads this way. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. And then it asks a question. What can man do to me? As I read that this week, it, I saw that being an awesome testimony. Not only for David who wrote that, but for you and I as believers Showing the power of trusting in God, regardless of what happens. Many of you have been down some rough roads. Many of you have had some very difficult times in your life. Many of you have had very difficult and are going through very difficult times with your families right now. And that may be fearful to you. But we need to trust in God. And what does that mean? That means when we trust in God, it is refusing to give in to fear. Trusting in God is turning to God even in the dark times. And see, unfortunately, that's the only time some people turn to God in the dark times. God wants us to turn to Him in the good and the bad. So here's the deal, church. Not if, but when fear comes our way, we have a choice. And the choice you and I must make is for faith to fight fear. Faith has got to fight fear. And when that happens, this is what doesn't happen. We don't hit the panic button. We don't panic. We must remain focused. On God's promises and allow our faith to fight that fear. And then we will remain in perfect peace that 1 John 4, 18 talks about. Perfect peace cast out fear. 
Well, I've learned a couple of things in, in my 50, almost 54 years of life. And, and, and I want to share those with you this morning. Two things that I believe God wants us to see this morning from His Word. There's two very important truths. I have done these things in my life, and it certainly has helped me. And, and I just want to encourage you, if you have not begun to do these things, please begin to do that. First, very important truth in fighting fear is to fight that fear knowing this, that Jesus is with us. Well, that's pretty simple, isn't it? Oh, preacher, I knew that. That Jesus is with us. A simple yet powerful truth. Knowing that when fear comes our way, young people, it could be as early as in the morning at homeroom at school. Those of us who work, it could be the first person we meet in our jobs. We could be fearful. Remind yourself that Jesus is with you, that God is with you. Look with me, if you will, at Hebrews. Flip over a few, cha- a few books. Hebrews chapter 13. Let me read these verses to us. Begin with verse 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Did you hear that back in 2 Timothy? Verse 7. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. And look at verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What more encouragement do we need when it comes to facing fear? When fear tries to sneak into our lives. Jesus is saying, look, 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 young people, look. Henry, Maddie, Tanner, and all the rest that goes on, everybody else. Look, I'll be with you. I'm with you. When you're at school, when you're at work, in retirement, being a first-time parent, I am with you. And please understand this, that no one is immune to fear. We'll be attacked by it. But how we handle that attack will determine what fear does to us. We must realize that Jesus is always with us. I'm reminded of the fear that the disciples had come on them when at the end of Jesus' earthly ministry, He told them that He was going to be leaving them, didn't He? He said in John 14, 1 through 3, that, that He's going, when He leaves, He's going to prepare a place for them. <clears throat> And when he comes back to get them, that place will be prepared. Or if they die before he comes back, that place will be prepared for them. But they were afraid. And Jesus says, do not be afraid. You know, I, I look back on some other places in the Bible that assures us that the same Jesus of yesterday is the same Jesus of 
today. Remember the fiery furnace when those three Hebrew boys were in that fiery furnace? Who was with them? Jesus was with them. What about when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den? Jesus was with them. What about last week we talked about David and Goliath and how how David killed Goliath, that nine foot six inch giant, not by himself because Jesus was with him. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Secondly, here's another way we can fight fear. And don't, don't, don't get too excited right here a minute. Don't, don't disagree with what I'm fixing to say right now. When you fill in that blank. We must fight fear this way, church. Knowing that God is at the bottom. What kind of preacher do we have telling me that God is at the bottom? What in the world is he talking about? Is he off his rocker? Is he going crazy? What do you mean, preacher? Well, here's what I mean. This is what you need to understand. That no matter how low the valley seems to be in our life, no matter how far deep we go down in our life, whose arms are there? Jesus' arms are there. He's there for us. It doesn't matter how deep the valley, how difficult the circumstance, how bad the family situation is, God's arms are there. You say, well, I don't feel His presence in times like these. Trust me, Scripture is true. We can believe it. He is there. Sayla sings a song, one of my favorites. I wish Matt could play it and sing it right now. Jesus will still be there. Things change, plans fail. You look for love on a grander scale. Storms rise, hopes fade, and you place your bets on another day. Time flies, hearts turn a little bit wiser from lessons learned. But sometimes weaknesses win and you lose your foothold once again. When the going gets tough, when the ride's too rough, when you're just not sure enough, Jesus will still be there. His love will never change. Sure as a steady rain, Jesus will still be there. When no one else is true, He'll still be loving you. When it looks like you've lost it all and you haven't got a prayer, Jesus will still be there. Look that song up. I encourage you, if you don't do anything, just look that song up and listen to it and let it speak to your heart. Moses wrote in Deuteronomy 33. Let me, let me, let me read this to us. Deuteronomy 33, verse 26. Listen to what this says. Verse 26. There is no one like our God who rules the heavens to help you. And in His excellency, own the clouds 
Now, preacher, you just told me that Jesus, that God was at the bottom. Now you're reading Scripture telling me that He's at the top. Why can't He be both places? Because He is. Because He is. This was at the close of Moses' life. And, and what he was doing there to the, to the nation of Israel was he, he was addressing them and telling them how awesome God was. And he says, look, there's no one like our God. Not only is God at the bottom, but here he is described as being on the top. Above all, on high, great and mighty. Where are some mountaintops that Jesus that God was Mount Moriah where God met Abraham and Isaac making the covenant with them Mount Horeb Moses encountered the burning bush remember that burning bush Mount Sinai where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments Mount Nebo where where God allowed Moses to look across into the promised land and then in Mount Carmel where God sent down fire for Elijah God is a God of mountaintop experiences. But, but Moses makes a shift here in the middle of his address. And listen to what he says next in verse 27. The eternal God is your refuge. All right, get this. And underneath are his everlasting arms. That word underneath means Bottom. So this verse could read this way. At the bottom are his everlasting arms. You've been at the bottom before. You weren't there alone. No matter where you go, no matter where you are, you never go at it alone. What about that doctor's report that you got that you didn't want to hear? What about that rebellious son or daughter that that you really don't know how you're going to deal with? What about being let go from a job? We can trust God to always be there, to get us through even in the most trying times. The song goes this way, life is easy when you're on when you're up on the mountain. And you've got peace of mind like you've never known. But when things change and you're down in the valley, don't lose faith for you're never alone. For the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, He'll make it right. And the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. You talk of faith when you're on, uh, when you're up on the mountain. Oh, but the talk comes easy when life's at its best. But it's down in the valley of trials and temptation. That's when faith is really put to the test. Folks, let's not leave here this morning with with this about this message. Let's don't see this message as, as focusing on the rough times. Or the difficult times. Or the down in the valley times. But let's leave here with a message of encouragement when we are in those times we know who's with us God is with us and God is in the bottom with us where do you stand today are you trusting in the God that can be here and there 
Or are you just trusting in a God who is superficial? Is not eternal? May I challenge us today to trust in God. To trust in His Word. To trust in His promises. Father, thank You for Your Word today. Thank You for the message that You've given to us. Lord, thank You for reminding us that yes... You're up, and Lord, yes, you're down. You're up way in the in the sky, and Lord, you're down in that deep, miry pit. That ditch of difficulty, you're there with us. It's your arms that we feel wrapping around our back and picking us up. Out of those difficult times. And Lord each one of us has been through some type of difficulty in our lives. And remind us that you are there. You will always be there. Thank you Lord for this day and our time together. We pray in your name.